Evening, Matt. Hello, Matt. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Yourself? Yes, I'm very well, thank you very much. Uh, lovely evening in Ireland, the site, uh, lovely sunny long night. Uh, so, yes, it's starting to really, yeah, lovely, lovely weather and lovely long days. And so uh, it's nice to see, nice to see summer slash, you know, springtime slash, you know, good weather here now. So, yeah, very, very happy. Yeah. Now, um, we had a bit of a break last week, so uh, welcome to Man in the Stand, uh, an association with Star Sports, and uh, my uh, regular commentator or contributor, um, Matt Phillips at F-O-R-E underscore bet. Uh, Matt and I discuss uh, the PGA goings on in the week and uh, and what who we like um, tipping-wise for the upcoming PGA tournament. So... We had a bit of a break last week, and uh, you know, we, we, but I still would be interested to know, Matt, because um, we you and I have a little bit different opinions on this, um, uh, on the match play sort of thing. Um, you're not so keen on it, and I'm interested to know, um, is that from a betting perspective, or is that from a just an enjoyment perspective? Uh, what did you um, so give us your sort of feelings on the on the match play sort of WGC uh, match play tournament? Did you see any of it? And and second of all. What, what what do you sort of what do you feel about it now that it's finished? Yeah, for sure. So it's not that I dislike match play at all. I really quite enjoy watching it. It's just not a betting heat for me. Um, I think there's like we saw. Uh, I mean, there was an awful lot of favourites went out um, early doors. It's just not. It's too unpredictable. I think good golf can sometimes go unrewarded, um, and there's just more of an aspect of luck than anything else. So, I mean, it's something that occasionally I've had a bet on for, for the enjoyment of it, um, but not really something, if I'm going to bet in tournaments to make profit, it's not really something I get involved with. That said, um, I really enjoy the match play, um, especially Wednesday through Friday. I think, yeah, Wednesday, even Saturday morning is, is one of the best sessions of golf all year, I think. It's a refreshing break for me. Um, and yeah, I quite enjoy watching it. Um, there was some brilliant um brilliant matches it gives us a little inkling into what the the Ryder cup might bring us uh, yeah. later on yeah um so yeah i really enjoyed it but I, I mean to confess i didn't watch much over the weekend um i quite enjoyed giving myself a a week off from the uh i won't say stress but the uh the rigors of following my uh my golf bets it was uh yeah liberating so to speak yeah so so for, it's pre- purely from a uh, as you say from an analytical sort of punting perspective as you say, feel like uh, you get perhaps justice sometimes for your bets, and I can, I can completely understand that, uh, and and I completely take your point on that. I love it from a from a fan's perspective. Uh, I, I, it's nice to, see, it's really nice to see a difference in format for for a while, just just for one week to see the difference in 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 from stroke play to match play, um, because of the fact that. Yes, there is a little bit of luck, and and that you live and die on every hole. There's ebbs and flows on every hole. There's a, it's like a mini tournament almost at, at at every tee box. So I really enjoy that, uh, and um, but it didn't do me any favors on the punting. You know, I, I, I still um, you know, it, 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 the only person I picked um, that sort of went any kind of distance, or the, the person I noted in uh, in my preview was uh, uh, was Dylan Fratelli, who I liked at a bit of a price. And he he got uh, he got he got into it. He got into the weekend, and then he got swept aside by a rampant Tommy Fleetwood. Um, and uh, so, uh, you know, I liked Kevin Kisner as well. And he was looking. He was my actually. He was my first pick out of the hat. 
and I yeah. really, really, really liked him. And he got swept aside by a rampant Matt Kucha, and he was, you know, they were two for two in their in their pool. So they'd both obviously before they met each other in their final um, round robin match, they'd both played two one two, and you'd think, well, that's enough to get through surely. And uh, but it's not, you know, uh, because Matt, Matt Kucha comes through, beats him handily, I might add. And uh, and that and that and Kisner packs his bags and goes home. So I do know what you mean. It made me feel a bit. I was a little bit bitter about that, but um, uh, but I thought, okay, that well, that's the beast. You know, this is the nature of the beast in this WGC event. I love that golf course. I just think that uh, that Austin Country Club um, is a really, really great golf course. Visually, it's great to look at. It's very interesting. There's lots of rocky kind of craggy hazards to and valleys and, and and bluffs to go off and get your ball lost down and all that so i i, I really enjoyed it it's a peat die course um as well so it's you know there's challenging around the greens i i really really enjoyed it but i but i i i, I agree with you as well though what you said about it's really great on wednesday thursday friday but but yeah it got it Got into a bit of a damp squib on. Uh, it was good on great on Saturday too. On Sunday, it kind of fell over a little bit. I think it was a combination of two things. The weather was really poor. It was really blowing quite hard, and it became a bit of a lottery. And the standard of golf, because of obviously the weather and mm. and, and what have you, it just it it, it wasn't good. And it, and it really sort of petered out to the to the fact that yeah, as as you, myself, I didn't have a financial interest by Sunday, and and believe it or not, I. I ended up under pressure from my wife to switch to watch something else, so which I'd never usually do. But because the the golf was just a bit dull, um, but because of the final being so dull, you know, Billy Horschel for anyone who probably hasn't, I'm, I'm sure everyone knows the result. But Billy Horschel um, beat Scotty Scheffler in the final, and what was, um, uh, you know, beat him I think two and one, and in a really. Uh, yeah, a bit of a damp squib, unfortunately. And there was a bit of comment on Twitter where a couple of people said, oh, that, you know, uh, that that's the, that's the problem with match play and what have you. But I actually don't think that's true because I think the rest of the week was actually really excellent. And it was just a shame that Sunday sort of fell in a bit of a hole, to be to be honest. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I didn't watch Sunday mainly. Once it gets to the, the final rounds, particularly late on Sunday, um, there's just not enough shots on TV for me. And unless it's a a really gripping final match between two heavyweights, which which rarely happens. Um, there's just not much to, to hold your attention, particularly because the, the third place playoff, unless you're Matt Kucha, you're not really bothered who gets the extra 200 grand, are you? Um, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I feel a bit yeah. sorry this week for, like I said, I absolutely love this course. I think it's made for match play. Um, and I also really like about the course that you actually get punished for poor drives there quite often which yeah. at too many pga courses just never happens you can absolutely flare it off 78 yards right and still have your next shot but because of a yeah. lot of the, the elevation changes and there's more out of bounds and things i thought it was it's a really good course to me and it makes for exciting match play i also think it'd be great for a stroke play tournament um and if, if there ever is one um, based on this week's performance i think uh, brian Harmon would be a shout he can count himself yeah. hard done by i think if they'd have played stroke play for the first four rounds i think he would have but it ended up, uh, yeah, I can't win him by about four or five shots. He was electric over the first few rounds. But like you say, it's it's so easy to bump into one. Like Tommy was sort of hit and miss group stage. He just about got by. Um, and then, like you say, he really hit form in the in the early rounds, didn't he? In the first, was it the first knockout, last 16? He just turned it on. Yeah. 
and saw him he off. He turned it on you to sweep aside my man Dylan Fratelli. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it is kind of in reverse, as you say. It's funny. Um, stroke play tournaments are a little bit dull on the Wednesday, um, as as it's kind of everyone kind of gets gets off and gets moving, and it's interesting, but it's it's not gripping. Um, and then it obviously builds to a fantastic climax on a Sunday. Match play is really, really interesting on the, on the first couple of days because uh, you, you see players jockeying for position. If they get out of the block, block blocks well and they start well and then they win their next one on the Thursday, that's, that's even, that gets even more exciting, especially if you're on them. And, uh, and then it kind of ebbs away to a little bit of a, an anticlimax by the Sunday because, as you say, there's only two matches being played and then it goes down to one match. Uh, and uh, and if you're not on either of them or what have you, then it's all a little bit anticlimactic. So it kind of works. It's funny. It's if I never thought of it until now, it kind of works in reverse. Um, but yeah. But anyway, I, I think that I, I hope they. I, I'm sure they will keep it. Actually, I, I think there's a lot of people who like it. It's it makes it and it makes a good change and a bit of a difference. It breaks up the stroke play, a raft of stroke play that we've had. Uh, and it's uh, as I say, it's, it's something new and interesting to watch for a week, and then we all get back to what we what we know and love in, in stroke play. So, in saying that, now let's look ahead now to uh, this week. Um, it's the Valero Texas Open. Uh, it's in San Antonio. Uh, it's uh, an old tournament that's been held there. I think so. I think it's been since the nineteen twenties or something like that. So it's one of the PGA Tour's oldest tournaments. What's really interesting, uh, obviously, is a the field is really quite weak because obviously the, a lot of the big guns are getting ready for Augusta coming down the road the next week which we're all waiting for with bated breath now you can almost you almost taste it. it's nearly there and 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 B uh, it, it's it, it's a tournament that, um, uh, that you know you can get a, a place in the masters here so for a lot of players who you know who aspire to get to Augusta, this is their last chance. So it's a chance for somebody to to rise up and snap snap a place here at Augusta. And it could also be a good form guide for some of the guys who are at Augusta. For example, Jordan Spieth, who's been playing some fantastic golf lately. He played really well at the WGC match play as well. Um, only just lost out to Matt Kuchar, who, um, as I say, went, went all the way to the semi-final. So... Uh, it's a it's a good chance to see him again on on a course that he knows and loves. He's a Texas boy. Uh, he he um, uh, you know he I think you put out something um, today or yesterday where you were saying that there's an X amount of players of this tournament, uh, winners of this tournament, have actually come from Texas, and it's quite a it's quite a compelling figure. So uh, you know you've got Jordan Spieth, um, a really good watch to see how he goes again um, leading up to the Masters on this continual uphill trending curve hmm. so so what do you think matt what are your thoughts about the valera texas open this week so it's 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 a funny one to, to handicap sometimes and i think although i did mention around the it was 10 out of the last 22 winners of the of this competition have been texan um but i think that is when you think about that a little bit more deeply maybe it's it's not as representative as you'd think because often this isn't the strongest of fields and those who are mm. at the top of the market are often have a connection to the place. So I think maybe that stat could be skewed in that actually it's generally just people towards the top of the board. Um, you think of your Charlie Hoffman's, people like that who are, they, they just play this tournament well. So I'm not surprised that there's a high percentage of Texans winning. Um, but equally, I think it's a windy tournament and has a history. I know there was one edition about three or four years ago 
there was a massive um, draw bias from AM to PM. I think there's about four or yeah. five shots between between the AM and PM draws, um, just because yeah. of the, the the conditions. So there is the potential for that. I've had a quick look at the forecast, and there seems to be some wind, not to to the extremes of that, um, but there may be maybe worth checking closer at the time what the wind forecast is, just to make sure you're not completely uh, cutting yourself off at the knees by backing them all in the wrong side of the draw. Um, and, it, and, and the t- just before you go on, mm-hmm. um, the tea times haven't been released yet, have they? Or, or have they? I haven't seen the tea no, times. No, they're, us- they're yet. usually should be about. They're usually released on the Wednesday. Aren't yeah, they? yeah. So yeah, just to have a check um, against. I don't imagine it is. I've yeah. a quick look at the forecast, and it generally gets up a little bit on Friday, Saturday, but not to the point where there's going to be a massive disparity between the two. Okay, all right. Um, so carry on. Sorry. No, it's fine. Um, and then. It gets a bit interesting. So I was trying to look, and it's not that easy to pin down certain stats other than, obviously, approach play is always important here. Um, the last couple of winners, I was having a look at some stats this morning, um, the last three winners of the event, so Connors last, uh, not last year, sorry, it was off for COVID, uh, 2019, Landry and then um, Kevin Chapel were first, first and second in strokes gained approach. So, I mean, your irons just have to be on this week. Um but then equally, um, putting average, I think, is going to be quite important. I read a stat around four of the last five were in the top five in putting average. So if you're not holding your puts, you're just not going to win here, which is a bit of an, uh, a bit of a pain for me who normally backs uh, ball strikers who can't put. So I've had to uh, have a bit of a reevaluate that that mentality and for the sake of uh, following that, strike off Matty Neesmith because he definitely can't uh, use the flat stick as well as most. Um, I've not bought too much into the Texan thing. I've just gone I'm trying to look overpriced again, just trying to keep it nice and simple. Look for players who have reasonable recent form. Um, their irons have been in good nick um, and they can hold some puts. Um, trying to keep it as simple as possible, really. Um, I've actually gone for players that don't have an awful lot of course form, um, mainly because a couple of them are newer players to tour at bigger prices. Um, so, yeah, much of a muchness this week. I've not, I'll be honest, it's not the most confident I've ever been with my week selections. Um, so I will say that. But I mean, I felt like that before and they've romped home. So here's hoping. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you've been on a great run of form lately, picking winners and, and, and place getters. So you're on, the, you know, you're a strong run of form. So, I mean, and you, you know, what you pick, um, you know, is definitely worth listening to because, uh, as I say, you, you, you've, I think you were the, uh, over the last four weeks, so I know we missed the week last week, but you were two winners and you were in a, in a hat full of place getters. So, you know, it, it's definitely uh, working for you. Um, what, what do you think about Jordan Spieth? Uh, um, I, I mean, I, you couldn't, I mean, well, I can't back him at, the, at that price. I think, but he, now that Dustin Johnson's pulled out, I think a lot of the bookies have made Jordan Spieth favourite. Um, what, what do you think of Jordan Spieth around this course, Matt? I don't hate him. I don't hate him at all. But I'm not backing him at anywhere close to single figures. And he's, like you say, his best price twelve to one. Um, if you hate money yeah. as much as me, um, I've already backed him to win this and the Masters next week at 150 to one. Because if he does <laughs> win this week, then he's going to go off about eight to one for the Masters next week. Um, and it's mainly yeah. kind of a heart overhead bet that it, I've not had a big stake. But 150s, I can afford to find out. Um, I'd be delighted for him if he wins this. I really would. It kind of complete his. His, his return really. Um, it'd take him yeah. top forty in the world if he wins this week, and then with Augusta next week, you know how he takes to that course. He's unlucky to only uh, have the amount of green jackets that he's got. Um, I, I don't mind him at Did all, you... but you you have it to swallow an awfully short price. I know it's a weak field and DJ is not involved anymore, but no, not at the price for me. Um, but that said, no. he does make out well for the course. But 
he's going to be at home. Obviously, he's a he's a he's a Texas boy, isn't he? Um, but yeah, I just can't back him at the price. I'd be surprised if many can. No, I'm I'm the same. I I, I think he could do well. Uh, and the reason I ask you what you thought of him is because for me, and I'm I don't know if you agree, but I I can see now it's no. His form reversal is no. This is no flash in the pan. You can see now he's got he's got things under control again. He, he, he around the greens, uh, his, his chipping and putting has been sublime in the last few weeks. And and anywhere, uh, you know, he he always said that anywhere around a hundred yards to the green, he 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 basically, you know, without being a, a show off, he said there's not many people around the you know in the game better than me. Anywhere from a hundred hundred yards into the green. And and you're saying that because it's true. He's he's absolutely brilliant, and and it's nice to see that back again now as well. And the only thing that was uh, worrying about him was is his, was his uh, driving, and that seems he seems to be getting that in hand more and more each week. So what I'm saying is, here is a man. I guess I'm saying this as you just said, as you alluded to, more with a view to the Masters than here is. Here's a guy now who is his game is back under control. We know how quality he is around the greens and on the green itself. There's not there's not many better putters than Jordan Spieth when he's putting well, um, and so I think that he's definitely worth consideration for anyone looking at the Masters. Very interesting. He said something this week. Um, he said that there's the word is that Augusta is running. It's quite dry there, and it has been. Uh, it's been really quite dry for the last two or three weeks. And that's. And he said that Augusta is, as they said, quite firm and fast. So uh, that's interesting. Uh, if the, if continues, you know, the next week, if the weather, good weather in that part of the world continues, and it stays dry and it gets firmer and even faster, uh, obviously they'll probably try and water it to to you know to keep it under control, but. Uh, it's a very interesting comment he made that, um, you know, it's going to be very different masters to the one that we just had in November. You know, this is the one we know and love in terms of, of you know, uh, lightning fast greens and, 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 and sort of hard bounces and unforgiving bounces if you go in the wrong areas. So that, that's, that, that could be very interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, so looking, yeah, so looking ahead to this week though, um, Valero Texas Open. So, uh, Matt, if you can just run us through your selections and then I'll run you through mine. Yep. So, first uh, off the press for me, I think the best bet of my week is Lantor Griffin. Um, now, I'm going to do a quick bit of maths because these I put these on some of them the day before DJ withdrew and then a couple just as I heard the news um, to make sure no prices were cut. But actually, I don't think there's yep. been as much impact from DJ um, withdrawing as I thought for these prices. Um, Lantor uh, is still 55s available, uh, which is what I took on him. Um, and he just approaches really well. Um, I backed him a couple of weeks back and he, he disappointed a little bit. I think it was at Arnold Palmer um, where he was there or thereabouts and then he fell apart a little bit on Sunday. Um, but I was looking at his recent form um, and in his last five events, he's finished in the, the top 25 or so. Um, he's putting excellent. He's fifth uh, in this field in putting. Um, he's ninth in approach play um, and he's gaining strokes with the driver as well. And I just think it's a really... It's a really consistent profile, um, considering some of the other uh, people in this field. I, I think he's, he's quite underrated in terms of his odds. He's bordering on the top 50 in the world, um, and there's not many from, from 50 down in this field. So I just thought Lanto was a great bet. Now, there's a question mark for me around Lanto's mentality sometimes, um, and when it really matters, 
he doesn't seem to put as well, especially Obi is quite as good around the greens as you'd expect him to be if you were just to take his average. So there is a question mark around getting it done there. But then also, he's, he's a Houston winner before he won the Houston Open in 2020. So he's obviously at home in Texas. Um, and although he's a Floridian, um, he's actually performed quite well in Texas in, in most of his appearances. So, yeah, Lanto Griffin is, for me, my favourite bet this week. Um, he's not played the course before, which is an obvious, um, not a negative, it's just a, a bit of a misnomer, a bit of a worry. But if if his game suits as much as I think it does, I think he'll take to it really well. Uh, and he's a consistent type, and I think he's a knock-in-each-way bet. Um, next one for me is Ryan Palmer. Um, Ryan Palmer is just uber consistent, um, very similar to Lanto. He's a, he's a smidge shorter. He's around 30s, I think. Um, but I was really impressed with Palmer, actually, at the match play in the bits that I saw. Um, he, he he won his group and then he played John Ram, didn't he, in the in the last 16. And he got beaten in the end yeah. by Ram, but he had chances to beat him. And that was after Ram had gone through a lot of that group without being so worried. Um, so I thought it was a reasonable performance. Um, Palmer loves this course. He did. So he loves this course. He has missed the cut the last couple of times he's played it. But prior to that, he's finished 6th, 4th, 6th and 15th. So there's an obvious... Um, familiarity with it. I think he'll play it quite well. Similar to Lanto, he's had an awful lot of um, made cuts. He's not had any top fives apart from a second about a month or a month and a half ago. Um, but actually, he's had loads of consistent performances. He's put in well. He's 19th in this field. His approach play has been on. He's 17th in the field and he's 24th in driving. So it's just one of, the, one of those really consistent makeups. And I quite fancy him to be in the fight on Sunday. And Palmer's one, if he gets into the fight, you know he's going to come through for you or give it a right good go. So, yeah, Ryan Palmer is my second one. Um, I'm going to switch it up and go the completely opposite end of the board now. So I have a flyer on a player I've backed already once this year, and it's Akshay Bhatia. So Akshay Bhatia is a 19-year-old. Um, he hasn't played much on tour, so these stats are based on a limited stamp sample size. But actually, if this was to be generalizable and these stats represented him at his profile, he's going to make out really well. And I was looking at the odds. And if you look at the players around him at the same sort of price, 200 to 300 to 1, their stats are shocking. They're absolutely awful. And then when you look at Akshay's, he's he's the number one scrambler. And you've got to think the greens at uh, Valero, they're not that easy to hit. They're much harder than the than what's typical on the PGA Tour. So you're going to need to be able to get up and down from around them, particularly on the par fives. They're quite hard to hit approaches on par fives. So you're going to be need to get up and down oh. for birdie on there, which could be key. Um, he's 49th in putting and 43rd in approach, which doesn't sound much on the face of it. But when you think players like um, Palmer, who I'm backing, who's what, almost a tenth of his price, he's 17th and 19th. It's not a million miles away. Um, actually, Batia's uh, weakness is his driver. He's not been driving it well, but I'm kind of banking like I do sometimes and going hoping for a good putting week. If Batia can keep it in play off the tee, I think he's got every chance of making that look a silly price. Um, I backed him previously at Pebble this year. Um, well, for those of you who watched Pebble, you'll have remembered he he was storming through Thursday and Friday. I think he had seven, mm, eight yeah. under. Um, just, yeah, I remember. He can score when it yeah. when it matters, and and Pebble wasn't exactly easy conditions. So if it did get windy, no. um, that doesn't put me off with Bartier. Um And I just think he's he's worth a go at the price. He's one of those that could be anything. Um, I'm hoping that he's got a really high ceiling, and it's absolutely a play for the places. I think I think the wind's probably beyond him. But at 250 to one, I think 300 is available. Um, if you want to take five places, um, he's definitely worth a look. Um, so yeah, he's a bit of a flyer this week. Um, and then I've got two 
one of which is a Texan. He's one of my favourite golfers on tour, despite never really backing him. Harry Higgs. Harry Higgs mm. has become an elite ball striker in the last sort of two or three months. Um, I've been awfully impressed. Um, he's a bit hit and miss. Um, he has missed a couple of cuts, but his last two performances, he's come T29 and T19. Um, and if you look at his strokes gained, um, his, his his figures for his irons are just excellent. In the last three months, he's just behind uh, Will Zalatoris for his ball striking and just ahead of Tyrrell Hatton, which is uh, no mean feat. Um, and his weaknesses around the green, that's not as good. But if he gets those irons on point, very much in my mind is that the last three winners have been either first or second in approach play. So at 100 to 1, I think he's a he's a really good bet, although he has been put up by a, a couple of other tipsters, I think. So that price might have vanished, but I'd take him sort of anywhere down to 66s probably. Um, he's not played this course before, but he has come second at the Safeway which I looked at as a, a correlating course to this. And there's quite a few players who have performed well at both. So a second at Safeway is, yeah, it's a decent bit of a bit of a Coralie course information. Um, his recent form is all right. Like I say, miscuts, he's finished 29th and 19th at the Honda. Um, and like you say, Honda was also windy. So if it does, wind gets up, he can obviously play in the wind. I don't mind it. And he went to college in Texas too. He was, uh, he went to the Southern Methodist Texas, um, where he's obviously played a lot in college. He'll be used to the, the sort of terrain around there and the wind. So I'm not worried too much about that. Um, and lastly, I'm going to go with Chase Seifert. Um, Chase Seifert has really impressed me with his last couple of performances. Um, he was at, he went in at a massive price and got a place at 250. Um, I think that was at the Honda. He had a storm in final round. Um, and his, his, his figures look quite good um, for the price. He's finished 12th, 60th, 15th, 3rd, 18th, um, which for someone who's still 125 to 1 is pretty good recent form. Um, he's really good putter. He tends to be a streaky putter. So... He's 35th in this field, but often you just need to hope he's stringing a few together, I think. And if he does, he's not going to be far away. Um, he does lose strokes off the tee, um, but it, again, it's his irons and his approach play that attracted me. When you look at the the figures for the last six months, he's 27th in this field. Um, but when you narrow it down to the last three, actually, he's, he's, almost, he's second in the field and he's gaining almost two strokes around with his irons, which... If that can continue, um, obviously I'm, I'm far from convinced that's going to be the case. But if that can continue, 125 looks like a big price. Um, I have actually got one more bet, but I'm not going to talk too much about him because I've already talked about him on this show. Lots, Chris Kirk, he gets one more chance from me. One more chance. After that, I might draw the line. But a consistent performer, irons and putting, he just needs to get out his own head on a Sunday and not collapse like he did at the players. Yeah, I'm going to go over a couple of yours that I like in particular. I like that Lanto Griffin. I do agree with you. His quality, uh, uh, he, he he ranks inside the um, top 20 in stroke gains putting. Um, and when Lanto Griffin does, when he does get putting, he's excellent. Uh, so it's just whether he whether he gets into gear or this putter or not. Um, and But if, as you say, if he does... Um, he's quality. There's no doubt about that, and so I, I do. I do think that Lanto Griffin's a good shout. That that Este Bartia, yeah, I was so impressed with him at Pebble Beach. I, 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 I was. He's he, he doesn't deserve to be that price of 250, you know, or 300 to one. I, I, he's better than that, and uh, and I do think that that's a bit of value as well because, as you say, that Pebble Beach was no picnic, and he and he was flirting with the lead uh, at one stage. So um, so yeah, I think he's. Uh, 
you know, he's right there. So, uh, you know, I, I do think you're, you're, um, you know, those are a couple of great shouts. Chris Kirk, I, I agree with, I've, I've been a fan of Chris Kirk's for a while and it's just, which Chris Kirk sort of turns up, but, uh, but he's, um, you know, there's no doubt he's, 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 um, he's one to watch as well. Um, okay. I'm, um, I'm going to uh, take you through mine. Um, and so, uh, I'm going to start with, um, uh, I've got four and one that I'm going to, that I'm going to throw out as well as a, as a sort of one that I've just as a keep an eye on. Um, so I'm, uh, so I'm going to uh, start with, um, I'm going to start with Doug Gim. Um, I was super impressed with Doug Gim. Uh, uh, you, you actually, and another, another one or two people have actually opened my eyes to what a quality player this guy is. And, uh, and so I think in a, in a track like this, uh, yeah, it, it will be a little bit of a, um, it will be a bit of a scramble uh, and a bit of a luck of the draw if if the wind you know comes up in the afternoons and the guys get away in the mornings and can can post a score. So it's got, it, if that does happen to, to be the case, then there's not much we can do about it. With but with um it, with Star Sports, my you know, Doug Gimmer eighty to one. I I just think he's he's you know he 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 was you know around the time of Morikawa uh, when they were playing the national amateur championships i mean uh, gim came was a losing finalist in the national and the us national amateur golf championships he, he he's been you know there and abouts uh, in, the, in, the, in a few tournaments this season he had a bit of a spectacular uh, fall apart on on sunday at the T, at tpc uh, when he was, um, you know, right in the uh, right in the mix um, uh, for the lead, and um, uh, and uh, and I didn't mind that he fell apart. It's okay. He's young. He's going to do that. Um, you know, that was just a you know a bad sort of a bad day. But what was more impressive? What I was impressed more was how we played on the Saturday, where he was absolutely outstanding and a very very tough course and I and I just think Doug Gim at 80 to 1 he would have had a couple of weeks off he would have licked his wounds and thought okay that was good I was nearly there and just perhaps fell off my bike a little bit on the Sunday but but I think it'll give him a lot of confidence and belief now one thing about Valero about about this um uh, about the San Antonio course as the winners and the past winners have shown you don't have to be long here. Uh, it's more important that you are, um, you know, um, straight and accurate with your irons and, and, and good around the green. So Doug Gim is not particularly long, but he is, um, uh, you know, he is an excellent ball striker. And, uh, and so I'm going to, I'm going to throw in Doug Gim because I've all of us, I've just, I've just kind of opened my eyes to this guy and realized I, I like young talent. And I think at a price, um, Doug Gim's very good. So that's my first pick. Um, my next pick is Adam Long. Um, I, 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 I've been really, I've been really impressed with Adam Long in the last uh, last year or so uh, since he won his um, since he won his maiden tour- major tournament uh, maiden tournament and held off um, uh, uh, Phil Mickelson. Uh, he, uh, for me, Adam Long always kind of um, he's a, sort of like a bit of a nearly man in the fact that he. Um, he, he he seems to be around the leaderboards um, and 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 doesn't quite get it done. But I think in this kind of field, so I wouldn't have usually put him up. But in this field, it's a weekend field. He's he's very straight. He's one of the he's one of the straighter hitters on tour. Um, he he doesn't he's not particularly long, but he doesn't need to be here. He's a good ball striker. And Adam Long at ninety to one in this field, 
for me is 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 a good bet because I you know he's he's very consistent uh, and do I think he can win? Yeah, possibly, but but I think at value um, at ninety to one for the places is 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 probably where I'm coming from with Adam Long. I I just think he's um, he won't do much wrong, you know. And, and the the thing about this course is you've got to control your ball flight, and as you say, if that wind gets up. Um, you're looking for players who, who can be who can grind it out and be consistent, and I think Adam Long is one of those guys. So I'm going to go with him. Um, my next pick is Sam Burns. Um, Sam Burns, as we all know, has kind of been knocking on the door in, in the last um, in the last sort of six to nine months. He's been there or thereabouts in a few tournaments. Uh, has has almost won, uh, you know, two or three times, only to be denied generally by himself actually it's usually him that's beating himself he he doesn't tend to he, he tends to have a bad weekend uh and uh and so i'm a bit you know i'm a bit worried about picking sam burns on that reason because he he seems to give himself an uppercut half the time but at 45 to 1 in this field he's got Stacks of length, he'll out hit most of these guys, and and while I know that that's not a big issue here, what he is actually just after Lanto Griffin on strokes gained putting as well, so he's twenty second on the tour this year on stroke gains putting, Sam Burns, and so he's an excellent putter. He's got plenty of length to get it down there, and when he is on form and when he is firing, he's been really he's been excellent. He shot some very low rounds and some very challenging courses, and I think. Um, you know, I think Sam Burns is, knows he can win one of these, and he knows he should have probably won one by now. He's had, he's had, from at my count, I think he's had uh, three or four very, very, you know, late looks on and and high leaderboard finishes where he could have actually won. And I think, um, you know, here's a chance for him to to um, to dominate a, a a pretty workable field. And so I'm going to go um, Sam Burns at 45 to one. I think that's good value. And my last pick uh, in my in my my list of picks is my old mate Bern Wiesberger. I'm going to keep on going with this guy. I just uh, I saw something in him. Uh, I, I saw something in him at the match play where um, he um, he didn't get out of his group, but he played he played quite well. He had a win, uh, and uh, and uh, I just uh, I think this could be a course that suits Bern Wiesberger. Once again, I think it's going to be a lot about the the draw. But if he gets away and, and and gets a good start on a course that's not long and on a course that um, you know he, he you know he, he he could he's got the quality in this kind of field to, to do to do well and because he's you know uh, I think I, I'm, I'm at this stage you know I'm well into him in terms of he needs he needs to place for me to you know to re, re, reap some of the money I put into him but he's 125 to one. Remember, this is a seven-time PGA, uh, European Tour winner, and I know I keep banging on about that. And I know he isn't. I know I'm kind of I'm 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 sinking with this guy, but I just have a feeling. So I'm going to ca- I'm I'm gonna, I'm not going to give up hope on this guy, and uh, and I think this could be you know this could be the track, um, but he needs to be he needs to be more consistent. He's he's firing in some really good rounds, and then you'll fire in a shocking round, and you ne- and I just hope he can get rid of that. And my and my last guy, I'm just going to keep on in running is is Tom Hoagie for me very much the same reason because I think um, he's 110 to one. I'm I, I just want to see what the start if he gets off to a decent start. I want to watch and see how he goes. But he's another one of the Sam Burns guys who 
he's been threatening leaderboards on the Saturday and uh, at, at huge prices, and, I, and you think, right, this time, Tom, and then he and then he sort of comes off his bike and and, and falls into a tremendous heap. So I, I know he he he's a better player than that. This course won't stretch him. He's not terribly long off the tee, so he don't, so he'll be happy with this course. And it, and it's just about whether how, you know how he can get around here. But he's been, as I say, on some challenging courses, been been threatening to to do better. He just needs to needs just needs to sort of mend himself uh, on the weekends and and stop doing stop doing silly scores on the weekends. So yeah, so I, that's my that's my four with as I say with an eye on Tom Hoagie as well. And um, yeah, so I, I, I'm, I, I, you know, it's all kind of, you know, this is obviously the last tournament for the Masters. So, you know, I, I, I'm not sure that there'll be, we'll get a lot of form guides for this because obviously all the kind of the big boys are out. But um, what are you kind of thinking, uh, like uh, leading up to the Masters, Matt? Have you got any sort of um, feelings or are you going to watch this tournament and then decide to make some um, moves? Yeah, I will. Just a, a couple on your selections. I will be wound up beyond belief if Doug Kim goes in. He was last off my list. Um, so I'll be happy for you, don't get me wrong, but it would be an enormous frustration um, if Doug Kim goes in. Um, <laughs> but call that sort of a co-sanction. I really liked him for this event. I just, I was spreading myself yeah. too thin. Um, I've already backed more than I intended to back, so I've not put money on him, but I do think Doug Kim is a really good bet at the prices. Um, in terms of the Masters, no. I, I'm sat on the Morikawa um, bet that I now regret putting on because he's not shortened much and now there's 11 places available. Um, so I took oh. 30s after his win at the concession um, and he's, yeah, his best price, 28s now. Um, he's actually 25s at the, the bookie that's paying 11 places. Um, but I'm not, I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm going to wait until all the, the books put up their additional place markets, I think, because there's so much value in the each way aspect of, of your golf bets on Masters Week just because they have so there's, there's so many places on offer, right? So you're getting almost double the amount of places you get some weeks. I've not got any strong leans at the moment. I think some players are priced stupidly short, um, first of which being John Rahm. Um, and that's not because I don't think he can tear that course apart and win. Um, it's because he might leave at any point because um, his missus is due a baby. He said yeah, in his interview right, um, that, that he will not hesitate yeah. no matter what point in the tournament. If that happens and she's due that week, I think he will just leave the tournament. So there's absolutely no way I'm backing yeah. him at, at ten to one. Um, I, do you know what I was? I was. I thought of uh, our discussions when I first looked at this board earlier in the week. Um, Xander's been pushed out to twenties. And the more I look at it, yeah. the more I don't mind that as a bet. Um, I know he's been a bit hit and miss lately, but. I'm interested to see if he's popular in the week running up or if the books push him out even further because um, he is dramatically shorter with the ones who are offering the extra places at the moment. But I think the top of the board is is such a much of a muchness. Um, there's an awful lot of players who I think will go well, but at the prices, I'm not I'm not convinced by them. Patrick Reed is one who I always like. I think he's a born winner um, and I don't mind him. Um, I'm up, It's absolutely remarkable that with some bookmakers, Reed is a longer price than Lee Westwood, um, which I know Lee's been brilliant lately and I've got to love it. I would absolutely love it if he won it. Won it. I just see absolutely no reason why he can be shorter in the odds than Patrick Reed, Daniel Hager, Webb Simpson, no. Tyrrell Hatton. It's, it's yeah. bordering on Barmy. Um, yeah. Cameron Smith, I also really like. But I just think he's a terrible price. Um, I know this probably isn't helping people. I, I agree with you. I looked at. I saw his price. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm 
I can't believe Cameron Smith. He's, he's 35 or 40. Yeah, they've which, just took all the juice I, out of it, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe it. I guess they're going on this performance last year. He has got a good track record of Augusta. He, he's he's done. I think when I uh, I think I alluded to, uh, to the fact that when I picked him in in November, I'd said um, he'd scored a sixty. I think he scored a sixty six or a sixty four on the Sunday a couple of years earlier. I mean, he likes Augusta, so I get it. I get it why he's short. But man, this is this is short for Cameron Smith, and, and I I agree with you. He's taken all the all the juice out of it, and uh, I'm not I'm not as um, I, I don't want to weigh in as hard as I as I wanted to because I was I thought I was going to get a better price yeah, than that. Sure. So I'm a little bit underwhelmed by yeah, that. Price. I always find the masters yeah. hard because really, with your longer odds, you're trying to find the place value because that that is just yeah. If very rarely anything other than an elite winner at the masters. There's not often you get your, your 60 to 1 shots going in even. So I'm very much going no. to focus my time and probably take two, maybe three from the top of the market and maybe one from down the bottom. Um, last year, I had some success with Fratelli at a price, um, but I think he's shown enough in his recent form that he's been cut in a fair bit too. Um, I'd be interested. See, but I was, just, I, was, I was going to talk to I was. It's funny you should say Fratelli. Um, because of his performance in November and because of his recent form, uh, which you'd say, I, I, he's 125 to one. Uh, I've got him at Star Sports, 125 to one, which, is, as you say, has been cut in. But I'm still tempted. Yeah, by Yeah, he's he's very much one on my list, especially if it's firm and fast. Obviously, brought up in South Africa, he's going to be he's going to be fairly familiar with those sorts of conditions. So I don't hate that. The yeah. one I also think is a reasonable price. Another South African, uh, Christian Bezerdenhout. He's still 100 to yeah. one there as well. Yeah. Um, like say he won't be. Yeah. He'd be fairly familiar with the conditions. Usually his drivers is weakness, but it's not like Augusta's a, an absolute monster where you have to be smashing drivers down every hole. Um, there's there's opportunity for him to play, and he's brilliant around the greens and with putter in hand. Um, so I think it's it's always a bit of a novel thing, Augusta, because of the no green books rule, which is where Bryson obviously struggled horrifically, as well as some of his balls making. Yeah. But it really finds out the the true putters from the ones who put mechanically, I think. Um which is where yes. people like Spieth and DJ, they, they've, they've had it down a little bit, where where other more mechanical putters find it harder. Um, but I, I don't really like anyone who's a massive price. The only one that I'm keeping an eye on, actually, is Lanto. Um, if he performs well this week, he's 200 to 1, as a general rule, uh, for next week, Lanto Griffin. Um, and I think he might be a reasonable bet. I imagine if he plays well this week, that'll shorten a tad but it's hardly like he's a big name and he's not going to not going to demand much of the casual punter money so it might be worth a, a look at a huge price but honestly I'm on, I'm sat on Marikawa I wish I wasn't because I'd like the more places with him um considering he's not got a brilliant Augusta record but I've not got any strong leans um what about you well you mentioned Xander Schauffele uh, at the start of what your your sort of preamble on the muscles and I am I'm all over Xander <laughs> that doesn't surprise me 22 to 1 but... Yeah, I'm all over him because he, he he's shown a, he's got a great track record with Augusta. He finished second here in the uh, in the Masters before the um, COVID sort of outbreak. So that was that the 2019 Masters. He finished second here. Uh, he finished, I think, uh, was it third or fifth there yeah. the year before. Like his his record with Augusta is excellent. Uh, he, he, and yeah, he has been out of form, um, but. 
I don't. He works hard. Uh, you know that he, he's class. He's not going to be out of form for long. And and he showed a couple of flickers at the match play. I've, uh, he only just um, dipped out of his group out of the match play, but uh, he, he was right there. I'm twenty two to one. I'm all over that. I I, I just think Xander Schofield is a great price, and uh, so I'm. Um. Yep. I'm. I'm there. Uh. It's funny. It's funny. We we've got very similar ideas here because Fratelli was was actually the next person I was going to talk about because I just I just like him. I I, I just think he showed uh, you know a great liking for the course. Uh. Last, you know. November. He, he was right up there with the lead. Uh. Until Sunday. Uh. And and still finished as say tied fourth. I think he's. Yep, one hundred twenty-five to one for me. Um, for uh, for Dylan Fratelli is is a great price. Uh, so I'm I'm going to have a, a bit of a nibble on that. Um, and apart from that, I'm not really. I'm a bit like you. Uh, I, I, I I struggle to see anyone sort of outside the sort of top marquee of players um, doing doing the business here because you know it's it's you have to play. It seems in this course you have to play it a few times. To kind of get to grips with it, to understand it, and uh, and to to master it. So um, you know, Xander Schauffele for me is as as sort of pokes out to me as the guy that he's played it enough, he gets it, he um, he likes it, and uh, you know he should do he should do well. Um, Louis Eustazen at seventy to one is uh, I'm not I'm not going I'm not going to I'm not going to say I absolutely love love him, but um, at seventy to one, he's he's shown the liking for Augusta before. He uh, he's been playing quite well. He's in good form. He hits it far enough. Um, he's a good putter when he's when he's on. So uh, I'm going to have a. Mm, I, I, I'm I'm thinking about Louis Eustazen though. Let's yeah. just say that it's funny you should say um, that. There's I was looking so, at a similar price, and actually when he I, I watched much. Um, Bubba Watson played really well at the match player, and I went to the Masters odds hoping to see a price. And he's nothing of the yeah. sort. No, no, he's not. He's not any. Not, it is funny. It doesn't. It's funny. We're agreeing. There seems to be a bit of a lack of value at the moment uh, because we can't see anyone further down the list who would be, you know, who who could who could jump up. And 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 yet you can't. And yet everyone who's at the top of the market is just so uninspiring regarding their prices that you know even someone like Bubba Watson, who you think. Oh yeah, it could be a bit of value, and then you see—I mean, you see his price. Like even at Star Sports, he's fifty-five to one, which it's okay. Uh, I would thought he would have been more like maybe seventy or eighty to one um, because of the of, just of his form, because his form's been so rotten lately. And and um, and even that, it was funny in the match play when he was—I think he was five up against Brian Harmon, five up with nine to play or something like that. Uh, Maybe I'm a bit wrong on that, but he was five or six up on Brian Harmon, and Harmon went on an absolute tear and uh, and and re- reversed that, and then went uh, erased that deficit, and then strode out into a, a lead himself, uh, absolutely tore Bubba Watson apart, and the, and the after the after about the first five or six holes, just found a gear and, and way he went, and um, and. Up until that stage, uh, put, Bubba had been putting beautifully, and he just thought, "Oh, where's this putting stroke been?" Uh, and then once uh, once Harmon got into gear against him, his putting stroke started to desert him again. And we and I thought, "Oh, there it is," <laughs> yeah, because he's just 
He's such a tentative putt. He tries to putt the ball dying speed, which works for Augusta. I get it why, you know, maybe he was younger and more confident and he had a better stroke uh, than what he does now. But, uh, you know, it does seem that, you know, you have to have a, a dying speed putt. But, um, yeah, I, I couldn't touch Bubba Watson. Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm having a few no. connection um, issues. That's okay. I can hear you. Um, all right. Well, anyway, well, well, I think I think that's it. Anyway, anyway, Matt, I think we've um, I think we've put the world world to rights on the, on the golf in front this week. Um, mm-hmm. uh, thanks everyone for listening to Man in the Stand, and uh, let's have a you know let's have a look at the Valero Texas Open, and um, good luck with all your you know all your golf bets, bets everyone. And um, I'm really looking forward to next week and uh, the um, the Masters. That'll be really excellent. And actually, upcoming on Man in the Stand this week is we've got a. Uh, a, a leading golf pro, like a pro who teaches the pros, um, coming on as a guest. Um, I'm going to sort of leave it until I'm going to surprise us with the uh, with who it is. Um, so I'm really looking forward to interviewing um, that person as well. So if you want to know what a pro teaches pro golfers uh, and how they sort of eat that final bit of performance out to, to push them over the edge and win tournaments, then um, have a listen to Man in the Stand this week. It'll be coming up later in the week, I hope. All right. Well, thank you very much. Uh, thanks, Matt, for joining us, and uh, and and uh, good luck. And let's um, let's catch up next week and have a, a review. Definitely. Of good luck for the week. Very much looking forward to uh, August to preview in next week. Take care. Yeah, me too, mate. Thanks, mate. Bye.